Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with a man of many talents. He wears many metaphorical hats, not literal ones, because his hair is too awesome to cover up. He's an actor, writer, producer, comedian, psychology professor, and even a magician. He's one of the members of the award-winning creative group, Great Hair Productions, and is an overall great human being. Today, I'll be talking with Mr. Jeffrey Thompson. How are you doing today, Jeff? Um, it's been so long since somebody has said Mr. in front of my name uh, <laughs> that I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I sound like a, a, a cool school teacher. Um you guys, do. guys, don't call me Mr. Thompson. Call me Mr. Jeffrey Thompson. Still slightly <laughs> formal, but a little more familiar. I call you Mr. Jeff. Yeah, that's, I mean, uh, oh, wow. I don't know if I like that. Uh, do you have a middle name? Can I call you by your, like, Mr. Middle name? Does that work? Uh, it's not a great one. So let's just <laughs> let's just stick with, um, you know what? I don't, I think I've transcended names. Just refer to me as him. And then people will know. Uh, Like the bad guy from uh, Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls, yeah. Mr. Him, gotcha. uh, (laughs) Really enough, I think was the devil. Uh, So probably not the best person to compare myself to. Or maybe the best person, you know? Depending on which side of the story we're talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, today we're going to be talking about face blindness, or what is clinically called prosopagnosia. Simply put, prosopagnosia is a neurological disorder that leaves the brain unable to recognize faces or facial expressions. It can be caused from damage to the brain or be present from birth. According to a Harvard University study led by Ken Nakayama and Richard Russell, roughly about 2% of people in the UK show signs of having face blindness. While there is currently no cure, there is a myriad of ways that people can adapt in order to recognize individuals and pick up on emotional cues. Jeff, we've known each other mainly digitally for about two years at this point. And from what Mm -hmm. I know of you personally, you happen to be one of the most expressive and emotionally fluent people that I've met in recent years. So I was pretty surprised to hear that you had face blindness. And as I recall, uh, you were also surprised because this was a recent diagnosis for you. Mm-hmm. What uh, what was that like when you like came to that realization and like figured out what was going on? Uh, so the one fun thing about like um, a lot of like psychological disorders is that most people live with them for a long time before they realize that something is wrong. And uh, so forever, I just kind of assumed that everybody had like the same experience with faces that I do. Uh, Like, you know, I remember several times during like my childhood, like I would like notice something about like my grandfather's face. And then suddenly my entire understanding of what his face looked like changed. Like it was just like a new face. Um, And uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, everybody like notices somebody's nose and then like they like see that person's face in like a different way um and also like I you know figured that like oh everybody has issues like 
um, you know, uh, like recognizing people uh, like in a public place. Um, you know, that makes sense. It's like, a, you know, you weren't expecting that person. So obviously you're going to have like a hard time until you can figure out uh, who that person is. Uh, and even like things like uh, certain like TV shows where I would like get lost and I wouldn't realize why I was getting lost or why I was confused. Um, and then uh, recently, uh, once I was, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend about like some of these issues because we were talking about like, you know, like weird things that we experienced and like this was still like very much the honeymoon phase, which at two years was still in the honeymoon phase. Aww. Um, but like we were still getting to know each other. I was like, oh, like, you know, that thing. And I was talking about these experiences. And then uh, she was like, no, that's like not a thing that like I nor many people that I know have ever experienced. And I had studied face blindness. I was aware of what prosopagnosia was, uh, but I had never thought that I had it because most of the clinical cases that are talked about are very severe cases where somebody, like the classic cases, the man who mistook his wife for a hat, where you are completely unable to distinguish between faces and objects. Oh, wow. Uh, I have a moderate but comparatively mild case where uh, like I just have a much harder time than most people. Like, well, I remember you yeah. and I, uh, you, me and, and our friend Elaine met up for coffee like uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago at this point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were you basically let us know, like when we were talking that like this was a, a new thing for you. And you had mentioned that, like, you were able to pick me out because you knew a i had a beard i had long mm -hmm. hair and that i had tattoos on my arms and then you had mm -hmm. said that if i had changed one of those things like if i had shaved it would have thrown you off yeah uh it so one thing that i've like so the fun thing about like studying psychology and like dealing with something like this is that i'm like very analytical uh, about like everything that's happening so like i've realized that my brain has like shortcuts to recognizing people and one of the shortcuts that my brain uses is like hairstyles so if somebody like even sometimes somebody just like putting their hair up makes it very hard for me to recognize them and the only reason why i would recognize them is because like they're sitting in the same place that they normally sit uh so knowing that i was going to run into you made it much easier when i got to the place to like try to find you it also helped that you were like sitting closest to like the area that i was coming from so you were one of the first people who i saw uh, plus the fact yeah, that like, i'm a metalhead that always wears all black and a sea of yes, people wearing it, like, pastel yeah. colors in los angeles <laughs> yeah if you were like wearing like a uh like very autumnal like turtleneck uh and like scarf uh, I would have like completely passed by you. Um, so, you know, people who have like a kind of like brand uh, are much easier to recognize. Um, also like people who I see in like the same place or the same like types of places. So whenever I'm like running into somebody at like different comedy theaters, it's easier because I expect to see that person at a comedy theater. So then I just have to, I have like fewer people to that, like I can like narrow it down, you know? Are you I mean? able to uh, identify voices easily? 
Yeah, voices help a lot. Uh, so like the, you know, sometimes what will happen is somebody will start talking to me and then based off of like how they are talking, um, I'm able to go, oh, this is who this person is, you know. That's very interesting. Yeah. Now, I, th- I think it's, I think it's, I want to go back to like the, the point that you brought up that like a lot of people who uh, have uh, like psychological like disorders uh, don't really know that they have something or that they're dealing with something mm-hmm. for most of their life until like something like really points it out or they're having a discussion with someone. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. wait a second. And like they, they kind of get thinking about, you know, how they've been living their lives and like the things that they've done, like habits that they have, you know, so. And, and the fact that you you've studied psychology and that you are a psychology professor, I, I think it's also really fascinating that you took this long to put like two and two together because you're, you know, you're an adult with a career, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it's it, you know, I have zero uh, experience with this, but like, it seems like a, a pretty uh, like a pretty drastic thing to come to like uh, a conclusion so you know so late I, I i kind of figured that just from you know lack of knowledge and experience that this would have been something that would have popped up in like you know your adolescent years or like maybe like college or like just a, just after college yeah i mean i always um like it was just always an issue that I just didn't realize. And I probably just like had so many other things that I was worried about uh, that like, cause it's not like a thing like, you know, depression or anxiety, uh, which I also suffer from, uh, from, from time to time, uh, which like really feel like uh, all encompassing, you know, they're like really like big feelings because they're you know related to emotions uh not being able to recognize somebody just seems like a silly mistake um and especially since you're able to like adapt and you're able to recognize people through other things and this doesn't seem to uh affect your ability to like process information or make decisions yeah so yeah and that's the, the thing where uh because the coping that like I developed over time, like became so robust, like I would have never thought until I started getting into like the intricacies of like some of the things that I experienced uh, that like it was an issue. And then once I like really started like looking at like my history uh, around like faces, I'm like, um, you know, I have certain friends who uh, used to get frustrated because I would like like reintroduce myself to them multiple times um or you know the occasional like meet someone at a party and then see them later and reintroduce myself to them um or start talking to somebody that I think that I know um and then I realize that I don't which like some people you know have that experience of like somebody's waving to them and then like they wave to them um but uh the and that's one of the fun things about like um, you know, uh, like disorders in general, where you have like, quote unquote, normal functioning, uh, and then you have like, abnormal functioning, which is, you know, anything outside of that social norm. Mm -hmm. But like, uh, everybody tends to have some degree of 
abnormal functioning like people feel sad people can feel nervous but like not everybody reaches a level of like diagnosable depression or diagnosable anxiety so until you realize how different you are from other people you don't realize how severe it is because also like it doesn't really come up in conversation often like oh like how do you perceive faces because like it's just a thing that everyone assumes <laughs> that everyone is a does. really good point yeah never um, once aside from that one time yeah uh when i was doing some some research before you know before this conversation uh, it also said that like one of the uh one of the issues that people with prosopagnosia have is a difficulty in recognizing uh emotions because of their uh, their inability to like process a face uh, is mm-hmm. that something that you also have struggled with? Um, so it's funny because like um, when you said that uh, originally, I was like, oh, like I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, I've never heard of that as like a, I probably like read it a bunch of times and like never just focused on that. Uh, but like that is sometimes a thing that I do like, struggle with but I've always assumed that it was just because like I uh have social anxiety so I'm always trying to like figure out what people are uh like feeling or it could Um, be the social anxiety stems from you having difficulty processing those emotions and not knowing how to react uh and that's uh another just fun thing about like uh you know psychology where like chicken and the egg how the, yeah, like it's th- these very complex like systems that like feed into each other and like built right. Uh, if it were you know if and also you know my uh, inability to recognize people like makes me feel like oh god this person must be upset with me. Um, be- and sometimes they very much are. So then it's like oh what do the people think and blah 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 blah. So it's uh, always been a uh, or rather, I guess, you know, back to you saying chicken or the egg, I'm not sure where that stems from, but it is sometimes like a thing where I'm just like, I don't know the context of this. And, uh, you know, I just don't, is this person upset? Uh, whatever. Yeah, I think it's really fascinating just because from what I know of you and how like I've interacted with you, you're very expressive and mm-hmm. just seeing a bunch of, the uh the stuff that you've worked on just with the great hair productions and, and the fact that you're you're a very funny guy like you have <laughs> this this really good understanding of emotions and like just the fact that you you yourself are so expressive not only in how you interact with people but like even your facial expressions they're very a lot of them are very subtle but they're also very deliberate so <laughs> i think that's a very interesting uh maybe ironic thing the fact that you are so good at at doing these things and expressing yourself but like it is an issue for you in like processing uh processing other you know other people yeah uh and i think that like sometimes that happens where like the thing that you struggle with is something that you tend to like overcompensate with like in uh, like the thing that you sometimes want 
from other people is a thing that you overcompensate with when uh, dealing with other people. So like if you are depressed and you like feel isolated, you might be more likely to check in on others more often than other people check in with you. Um, you know, it's that like weird thing where, you know, I sometimes wish that there was like more clarity in people's expression. Uh, so, you know, I tend to like, I get really frustrated sometimes with like, I don't understand uh, like what exactly, like you seem upset, but like you're saying things <laughs> that like aren't upset. Like, what is that? And I also think that's probably just like living in LA where people don't say what they mean. Yeah. Uh, but like, I really like value directness because it's just like, no, no, you just know. I just know what I mean. Like I'm happy right now. No, I'm mad. Right? Look at my face. Yeah. Ooh. Hey. Yeah. No. There, there's definitely a, a higher level of uh, diplomacy out here in Los Angeles. You know. That's a very nice way of saying it. Yeah. People. People seem to be very. Uh, what's the word? Indirect with uh, mm -hmm. turning people down or being negative. Because I feel like oh my god, yes, JD, I'd love to hang out. That'd be so fun. Yes, we. Have I'm just to do totally it. booked for the next six do. years. We're just total, <laughs> I'm just so, but like literally beyond me. I'm going to ask like Tuesday, uh, the first Tuesday in twenty uh twenty eight. Literally hit me up. We're gonna grab coffee. It's gonna be so great. I've just blocked you on social media. <laughs> that is very LA. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Hey, but oh, that person, uh, you know, uh, is um, cool. So, ten thousand followers on social media. So they're they're too busy for a friendship. Week. Yeah. Wow. A week. So you you were saying that um, you know, it, it's not uncommon for people who who deal with something uh specific like psychologically to uh, go out of their way to provide to others that which they are. Uh, they feel that they are are lacking. Mm -hmm. How do you do? You feel that that somehow guided you towards being in entertainment, specifically into comedy. Um, no, uh, hmm. man, I wish it did. That'd be a great story. Um, but uh, no, I think it was just uh, always fun for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. And I think um, being uh, just the kid who I was who like really wanted to, like if I liked something, I wanted to be the best at it. So I just like work hard. And now I'm at least top 20% in the world at the things that I do. <laughs> uh, this also includes people who have never tried to do the thing that I do. Uh, but top 20% in the world is pretty good. I mean, and you are an accountant, so we have to trust you on the numbers. Yeah, you got to trust me on the numbers. Uh, so you have the, um, the button down shirt and the glasses to prove it. Yeah, uh, my uh, green visor. Um, I uh, it, it's somewhere around. Here. It's in a drawer. Oh, my God. Um, I You need a green visor like at all times. Yeah. Just pull it out. For and the uh, I do own a financial calculator. So if you ever need me to, you know, PRT. Um, I could do that for you. Gotcha. Yeah, that's that's for the the um the interest the interest heads out there. Like, oh yeah, PRT. Heck yeah. We'll give them a high five. Yeah, there you go. Bam. Um, 
So you're saying that, you know, you getting into entertainment was just like something you were really passionate about and you just jumped into. So that's that's fantastic. Um, Being. How has face blindness affected you in that industry, in the workplace while being in entertainment? Um, So it is pretty fortunate uh that the way the entertainment world works like is like it actually has like sheltered me a lot from this uh because you tend to work with like a lot of the same people in the same places um and also you're dealing with like a lot of people who tend to be kind of like unique um because like you know especially um like uh comedians and like improvisers like funky distinct looks and like personalities and like quirky voices are like the norm so in general like I tend to see a lot of like unique people who I can like glom on to like something about them uh which makes it very easy for me to like not fall into like certain traps but there have been like a number of times when I have like confused people uh because you know their hairstyle is similar to like another performers or um you know uh or this happens more so with uh my female friends and my male friends but like a sudden drastic haircut change where I'm like sitting next to somebody that I know uh and I have no idea who they are um and then um actually recently like in the past like three or four years I like noticed that like oh when somebody changes their hair like I just like uh I like have I just have no idea who they are. And I always, I would start to say like, oh, I was like, sometimes I don't recognize people when I don't, when they change their hair, like I'm just bad at faces. Which again, why didn't I figure out that I had face blindness? Um, I was just like, oh, I'm just, you know, regular bad with faces as some people are. Um, But like the fact that there was some, um, what's what I'm looking for? there's like kind of a pattern to when I would see people. So like if I'm going to a theater on a certain night, I know which teams are performing. Uh, so I know who to expect. So like uh, which... say if someone like had has like red hair and like mm-hmm. it used to be long and then like they suddenly cut it. If you were to see them, that same person with red hair at the mm-hmm. same time and place, you would normally see them, but their hair was shorter you would be able to deduce, oh, this is, you know, Stephanie. I I might not. Uh, So it could take me a while because the, like, it, it, I've noticed that, like, my brain depends, like, on, uh, like, basically a person's, like, silhouette and your Um... hair, uh, like, is a big determinant of that. So if, like, their general, like, outline changes, uh, which, you know, would, uh, I might have a much harder time. But then, uh, so the thing that I've realized, and uh, this is also probably why I'm so, like, 
friendly in general uh is like people will like start talking to me and be like hey how's it going and i'll be like great how wh- what have you been up to it's been so long and it's like oh you know i'm still you know uh i've still got the kids and then my brain's like people who i know with kids and it's like yeah i'm performing tonight i'm like what teams are performing tonight uh and then i'm like oh is the rest of your team like, oh yeah they're over there i'm like so like i've been a like gotcha it's always a you know process of elimination thing and like a context thing but yeah the there are definitely things that um really throw me off uh um uh halloween is the absolute worst holiday in the world for oh wow people yeah because people move things and they cover things and they paint things um yeah so like are you able to like if someone says, hey, I'm going to dress up like Michael Myers, obviously, I assume you're going to be like, oh, like Tim is going to be Michael Myers. So you'd be, yes. able to be like, oh, that's Tim. But I mean, that, that totally makes sense because like Halloween, like ever, nobody knows who anybody is. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, masks, face painting, body painting. People are upside down. People are like, you know, all over the place. So I have I totally... gone to the parties where people are upside down. I might even hang with you this Halloween. <laughs> all right. It's a it's a deal. We'll make it happen. Perfect. I'll have an upside down Halloween party. Woo! Head crush. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I totally had a question, and then it, I had a yeah, I agree with you, buddy. You That's did. What I did. We were talking about silhouettes. Yeah, we were mm-hmm. talking about silhouettes. Uh, I assume that well, with you and like the team in Great Hair Productions, it's you're all pretty uh unique looking you know it's Mm -hmm. it's made up of like you know men women different heights different hair colors different Mm -hmm. all shapes and sizes do you is that uh, is that done like on purpose or is that just kind of like you just coincidentally happened to be like oh these people work great together and like we all just wanted to work together kind of thing yeah it was uh uh completely accidental there were many members who came in and left over the years um uh, are you like the founding member of great hair yes so uh i what i started the group uh or i had the idea of like such a group uh and then i believe from the beginning uh joe Tom and Bridget, um, uh, oh, and uh, Jason um, were there. Uh, and then uh, Janine um, joined uh, later, and then Elaine after that. I think I did that without forgetting uh, anyone. Um, I'm going to get an angry email later. Not a big deal. Um, don't worry. Jeff, about how could you forget me? Look- oh, God. <laughs> Kevin, oh Kevin, why? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, no, I did, I did it. I remembered everybody. Wow, Perfect. never you know happened what? before. I get a golf clap. Oh. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, ever since you did get uh diagnosed with prosopagnosia, mm-hmm. have you started taking uh like measures to kind of like work around it or have the, the the things that you've set in place from like you know childhood just been enough to help you like navigate life uh yeah i because there's I've, I've tried to like be 
being mindful of it makes it like easier to like prepare for such situations um the kind of nice thing is the fact that i um uh happen to have a large afro so like if i'm like meeting someone uh in like an unfamiliar place or even in a familiar place um you know like as opposed to like in a public place i should say not like going to that person's house um i can say um hey uh you know like uh i'll see you there text i'm at the bar and they'll find me i'm very easy to find uh so you that's have like very majestic thing. and epic hair by the way it's really it's really because like you know uh yeah it, it helps so like that's like a thing um where most of the time i could just depend on other people finding me um when it is a um like situation where i don't know who i'm gonna see it does make it a little bit harder like i was at a friend's wedding um and i uh uh miss like one person took me like three minutes into the conversation to realize who this person was um and uh also uh my uh, other secret i'm sharing all my secrets you're getting all the dirty laundry is if i'm in a public place with like uh, my girlfriend or even like another friend um I can do the like oh you two introduce each other um and um you know it's always a little bit awkward because you're supposed to say both people's names but uh you know I could just be like oh my god I'm so sorry um you two haven't met and one thing that like my girlfriend does is to like she knows that like I haven't done yeah. it yet so she'll be like oh I'm Tiffany thank you uh, nice to meet you and then they'll say their name and then I'll be like great um like, but yeah thanks, that, thanks for the backup yes <laughs> uh very supportive uh two two strong years still in the honeymoon phase still love each other so much and you know probably will until uh the end of time uh so fair enough that's yeah, true love right there two years into the honeymoon phase i mean Ooh. you're you're doing good my friend we're doing pretty good yeah. um but uh, but yeah, and then I saw like another person later who I very confidently was like, "Hey, this is uh, this person's name." And then uh, he was like, "Are you kidding?" And then I was like, uh, "Yep, I'm doing a bit. Um, here, you two introduce each other. Um, <laughs> uh, nice to meet both of you. Um, nice cover. It's it's rough. It is rough sometimes, but you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, honestly, you, from what I see as a, you know, an unbiased bystander, you're doing really good for yourself. I mean, you, you're living a very full, successful life. You're very happy from what I've seen and what you share. You're in a very loving relationship. You know, you're in a career that you love. You have a bunch of really great friends. So, Yeah, the, like, thing, I feel like there are some, like, um, and maybe other people with face blindness, especially, like, the more severe um, forms may like disagree with me but like in my experience there have been like other things that I dealt with that have been like far more debilitating and even like when it is debilitating it is uh like it's more so like oh this has created a slightly embarrassing situation you know what I mean um it's not like you know, uh, like dealing with like depression or like sometimes you just like don't want to get out of bed and you feel like everybody hates you yeah. uh, or like, you know, uh, like being like if 
if my like kneecaps were broken, um, oh. that would be, that would really affect my day-to-day life. Uh, it would be more than just like the minor like shame of not being able to recognize somebody's face. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today, Jeff. I very much appreciate you opening up and sharing uh, what it's been like for you to deal with prospectnosia or, you know, what people are commonly calling uh, face blindness. Hey, anytime. <laughs> I truly believe that the more that we as a society feel comfortable opening up about our struggles, the more it will help others to realize that they are not alone. Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So thank you again, Jeff, for taking the time to chat. And thank you to everyone that has tuned into this episode. If anyone watching finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, family, or a mental health professional. I'll place a link in the description of this video that will save some uh, that will have some information and connection to further resources. And until next time, remember, you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield. Thank you.